Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, and today we're reviewing a movie that's probably pretty fitting to watch tomorrow, 420, Renfield. Oh, is Dracula noted marijuana user? I just think this movie might be a little bit more enjoyable if you you enjoy some substances partaking a little bit of the devil's lettuce yeah okay and go to the theater and just just chill out have a good time fuck yeah maybe some shrooms even yeah i, I don't disagree <laughs> um renfield the movie that i i said on the podcast before i had very very little interest in didn't even know it existed saw a trailer for it i believe um in cocaine bear which is very fitting um and i was like what is this and the trailer reveal was just epic because the end of the trailer was the reveal of Nick Cage as Dracula. And as someone who knew nothing about the film, it was like, I'm in. Oh, yeah. So if you already knew Nick Cage was Dracula, it wasn't that the trailer didn't work as well on you. But for me, it it got me hooked right away. I mean, it's it's a great tease. I don't know how well it paid off, but it was a great tease in the trailer. Yeah, Ty. We went together. And that doesn't happen often. So I was just excited to be in your presence. I love that for you. Let's get in the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty. So as I mentioned, we went to the movie theater together. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. You were a third wheel. 100%. Bought you a soda. Oh, that's right. You you're don't gonna, have to pay me no, back. No, I'm going to send you, you money for it right just, now as we're recording. You'll just give me next time. You'll just give me next time. It doesn't time. happen often. You just said uh, that. Yeah, one of the movies we're watching in either next week or in two weeks, Riley very much doesn't want to see, so I'm assuming we're probably going to end up seeing it together so the girls could hang out. So got you next, I got you next time. Anyways, <laughs> we went together. And I would like to say, we always like to start the podcast with our Civic Plaza experiences. Mm, yeah. And I would, I think for the most part, it was pretty good. There was no, no experiences to report. The screen was a little dirty, yeah. but that's kind of just the status quo at Civic Plaza. It's par for the course. I don't Self-serve not... ticket machine didn't work. That is true. Absolute shit show trying to get a ticket. Yes. You're, you couldn't do the little Fandango machine. Well, it's not the Fandango. Well, you can get your Fandango tickets there, but yeah. Didn't work. I think it's because the movie already started, so it like doesn't let you buy them there. Maybe. There was a long line because everyone's still seeing the Mario movie. Oh, um, breaking records. <laughs> breaking a lot of records. Um, I will say, though, I did have a Civic Plaza experience, Ty. Prior to me being there? After you leaving. No. So we we, we say our goodbyes. You go to your car. We, we go to my car. And then we make the long journey back home. Yeah. You know, it's a long drive. I think um, quite literally like 0.2 miles to your house. Long drive. Pull in the parking lot, get out of the car. Riley doesn't know where her phone is. No. She starts freaking out. I check her life 360. It honestly isn't that cool of a story. We just went back to Civic Plaza and was just sitting there on her seat. But um, <laughs> I, I pulled a classic when she did this. I said, I'm not going to say anything about this. Like, this is the only thing I'm going to say. But just know if I did this, you wouldn't let me hear the end of it. Oh, That's yeah. all I said. Oh, yeah. And then as we were going to the apartment, I was like, hey, baby, got everything? And she didn't like that. But I was just making sure she had everything. No, you got to check after that. Yeah. You never know. um, Congrats to me. Big ups on me for, like, not getting frustrated. Yeah. Not making a big deal of it. (laughs) 
Not telling everyone about it. <laughs> not, just yeah. handling it and moving on. Not bringing it up on a podcast not, a day later. <laughs> Shout out to you. In my defense, she gives my dad crap so much because he leaves his phone everywhere. Where the point where I'm with him in public, he gives me his phone, which is bad if we split up because I have both of our yeah, phones. That doesn't do very much good. Um, because, you know, he leaves it everywhere. But she gives him a lot of crap for that. So I just think it was fitting that I returned the favor for him. And I will be sure to tell him next time I see him what happened. And it'll but, start a war. But you're not telling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love make that. a big deal out of it. No, yeah. Um, I would also like to say that before we jump into our review of the movie, our scale, Riley did give me her early review as we were walking away before she knew she lost her phone. Okay. So she wasn't she wasn't clouded by the stress of yeah. losing her phone. No, she still thought she had her phone in her pocket, which she did not, just to be clear. She did not. No. Okay. Continue. Worst movie she's ever seen, according to her. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, hated every second of it. No shit. Yeah. That's that's pretty low praise from someone who enjoys... Uh, the likes of let me let me go down to the bottom of our scale here to catch this name right. Drop Dead Fred, as a noted Drop Dead Fred believer. Um, what does Drop Drop Dead Fred have on our scale? Oh, Drop Dead Fred, thank you for asking, Jay. It's currently six at one sixty-seven out of one hundred and seventy-six uh, film reviews. It has a twenty-five out of one hundred. Look, I don't want to spoil my scale too much, but I can assure you that Renfield got better than a twenty-five. I would agree with that. Um, so yeah, she hated this. Um, which I kind of asked her why, and it was just vitriol. Like, all she could say was just, I hated it. Yeah. It's like, well, why'd you hate it? Just didn't like any of it. Like, she just was clouded, and she like I Nick Cage? I don't know if she does. We got we to gotta get her opinion on National Treasure. I think she might be a low-key Nick Cage hater. What about, what was the one movie with him and Pedro Pascal that we reviewed? The great um, film? Oh, The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, yes. Yeah, she didn't see that, but when... I was, even even the fact that she didn't see that tells me all I need to know. The Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage and you don't go and see it? But when I was so excited for that movie leading up to it and I kept telling her like how I wanted to see it and how we were excited for it and she kept giving me like, you guys are really going to review that on the pod? 85 out of 100 for me, 81 out of 100 for me. Got great Rotten Tomato scores. She, I, It was, you know, she shit on it then. So I yeah. maybe she's not a Nick Cage fan. She how's, doesn't like fun. How's Victoria feel about Nick Cage? Um, I don't know, actually. I'll have to ask her about that. Next week, we will discuss how our significant others feel about Nick Cage. Okay. Because I'll tell you, Ty, I love Nick Cage. And he's an actor. If he's in something, I'm seeing it. And that's why we saw Renfield. He's a good time. He's the he's what brought us to the theater for this. <laughs> like, there's always like, oh, give unnamed people like a chance in movies. Sometimes you want the A-lister because he gets asses in seats. That's what happened here. Is Nick Cage an A-lister? In my heart, he is. <laughs> I, I feel like he's the rare, like, B-lister who also will put asses in seats like some A-listers, though. I I got a hot take, I think. I think Nick Cage, not, oh, I don't know how to say it. Keanu Reeves is having the success oh. Nick Cage should have. Nick Cage should be John Wick. You think? I just, we Keanu talked Reeves about it. Keanu looks more intimidating than Nick Cage. Nick Cage kind of got a weird face. Imagine Nick Cage in The Matrix. That movie would be so much better. <laughs> Just saying. I, I don't know. Keanu Reeves is a bad actor, but I feel like he's very, very good at deciding what he's in. Whereas Nick Cage is just a... He's a unique character, man. He's I think great. he just goes for it, and you're going to see some Nick Cage. Like Keanu Reeves' acting has no effect on the movie whatsoever, whereas Nick Cage's acting is the movie most of the time. I would agree. 
Beard. I haven't even seen some of his classic stuff like Face Off, Con Air. I haven't even seen those. I need to go back and see those. Yeah. Because it's Nick, Nick motherfucking Cage. Yeah. Don't they say that in the movie? I don't know. Not this movie, obviously. The unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> they didn't break the fourth wall. <laughs> As Dracula breaks the fourth wall. Um, speaking of Dracula, Ty, I think you have a synopsis for us that you waited till the very, very last second to write right before the podcast. So I'm going to be very judgmental on how good it is. That's fine. Okay. Let's hear it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Renfield has worked for Dracula most of his life. But when he finally finds someone who makes him want to be good, he must team up with them to stop his former boss. Not bad for last second. That's a uh, night before essay, and I still got a B plus. I don't know if Aquafina's character made him want to be good. What do you mean he was so? He was mesmerized by her when she stepped into that. It wasn't that he. I feel like he always kind of wanted to be good a little bit. She wanted made him want to finally stand up to Dracula. Well, it was for always himself. it was always like deep down, but she's the one who brought it out of him. But I don't think he was evil. I mean, he killed people. He was a murderer. He was kind of forced. Uh, okay, sure, he was a murderer. <laughs> he didn't do the murdering. Yes, he did. Well, not on multiple, purpose. No, multiple times. Very, well, very those were drug dealers. He still murdered him. <laughs> murdered, I, I think she brought the confidence to Renfield. She didn't make him good. I think he, he murders, was already inherently good, Ty. He murders police in this. Crook, crooked cops, but cops? Crooked cops, man. I was not expecting them to be a crooked cop storyline in a freaking in the dracula movie <laughs> dracula movie yeah renfield it's a horror comedy hour 33 minutes it's got a 58 percent on rotten tomatoes with 227 reviews 80 percent audience score nick cage bump uh kind of what i i expect would expect for a movie like this even before seeing it kind of review wise um just watching the trailers it's like are the critics going to love this? Probably not. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a fun, I, I'm talking more so about the, the, the movie, the concept as a whole, not necessarily getting into my scale or anything. It's just a fun, it's like a fun spin on Dracula and, you know, Universal has these monsters, um, you know, like Dracula, Frankenstein, all these things that they haven't really done much with and they, their copyright might even be ending soon. So I don't even know. Um, <laughs> The Wolfman, the Loch Ness Monster, whatever that... Invisible Man. from the Black Lagoon. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. I wouldn't mind if they did more of these, like, horror comedies, you know? They don't all have to be crooked cop gangbuster movies like this one. But, like, it's a fun, harmless spin on an old classic character that's different, I think. I mean, yeah, is it a little influenced by what we do in the shadows? Maybe. But that's okay. Oh, 100%. Art influences art. That's how art is. I love that. Yeah, I, it's. I agree with the concept. I think the concept could be fun. Uh, the execution we'll discuss, but I think what they were trying to do here, and and the idea of you know working for Dracula and 
how much this dude sucks and and just an over the top ridiculous Dracula in modern day. Like that can that could be fun. That could be a good time. Also, this guy directed Tomorrow War, so he knows how to make a good movie. I was just about to get into that. The Tomorrow War is not how be is not his example of his good movie. That would be the Lego Batman movie, which is oh disgusting. A top three Batman movie of all time. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Ty. It's not. The Lego Batman movie is great. <laughs> top three Batman movie of all time. I'd put The Dark Knight up there. No particular order. I put the Lego Batman movie up there. And I'd probably just put one of the classics up there because I haven't seen them, but I'm sure people get mad if you say the Batman's better than, like, the Batman. Oh, was there a second the Batman? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe the one with uh, with the Bat phone. I think that one's probably up in the top three. Bat credit card? Yeah. <laughs> where does That's Zach, what I mean, yeah. Where does Zach Galifianakis rank among your, amongst your uh, Jokers? You know, it's funny you ask um, Fansided, you know, the podcasting network that we are a part of, Shout my company. My um, maybe kind of boss? No. Okay. Just yours? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, are our, you my, does that make you – do I work for you then and you work for Fansided? You're just a contractor, Ty. Okay. I'm just you here. You work for yourself. Love Anyways, that. they've had a lot of success here recently on their Bam Smack Pow website. Crazy views. Not going to share those numbers because that's personal information. But they did do <laughs> – they did do a ranking every Joker list. Yeah. I will tell you, Jared Leto, number seven. Fair. I, I, I'm agreeing with these guys. Cesar Romero, number six. 1966 Batman TV series. As someone who's younger, okay. Zach Galifianakis next. Hot take. Number five, Joaquin Phoenix. But you know wow. what? Wow. He won an award for that. You know what? I will say, that's we talked about it. Go listen to our Joker review if you haven't already. That movie, it's like... It's called the Joker, but it's not like a Joker movie. No, yeah. So it's not like at all. his performance is really good. But if you're talking about like Joker, number two is his chance to kind of be more of the Joker. Yeah. Okay. Which there were some stills that came out, and like some people were they were uh, recording it in uh, New York, filming it in New York. I should say, not recording mm-hmm. it, and like you know, people recorded them recording it. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be really good. Probably will be. First one was very good. Number four, Cameron Monaghan. Yep. From Fox's Gotham. Yep. Number three, okay, I'm sorry, Michael Patterson. I met you in Orlando. Okay, I guess it, this list kind of makes sense. Number three, he put Heath Ledger. No. But it makes sense. Number two, Jack Nicholson. He's kind of the iconic. And then they went with the edgy number one, Mark Hamill, which is just kind of like. Oh, okay. That's I, Yeah, that's fine. No Zach Galifianakis on here. Not ranked. I'm going to slack him tomorrow. Yeah. I'm no. going to say, hey, Michael, you forgot a joker. No, I'm so two-parter here. This is your homework for this week. Make him aware that he forgot a Joker. If he has not watched that movie, make him watch the movie and then make him give you his re-edited list, including Zach Galifianakis' uh, Lego Joker. Yeah, he doesn't have to repost the whole thing. He can just add a new thing and just add a new page, make it all eight Joker actors because that's a big miss. I wouldn't say it's a big miss, but it's a miss. <laughs> that's a big Miss. Look, if you're putting in Mark Hamill as an animated Joker, you have to put in Zach Galifianakis as an animated Joker. You have to do it. Yeah, and he's top three. No, but <laughs> I like you this know guy. what you, you know what you just implied by that is that you're putting him over Heath Ledger. No, I'm kicking out Mark Hamill. Oh, you're sure you're getting rid of the number one? <laughs> yeah, that he's the better animated Joker. Yes. I love this comment. I usually don't read comments on our websites because it's just a bunch of bots not bots but like mean just people very toxic yeah 
Like this, you're like when you didn't put uh, Mike Trout in the All Star game. This person, I don't know their gender or anything, um, says, "Do us a favor and stop writing about movies on a movie website." <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love the internet. People side. are terrible. <laughs> I love People the are terrible human beings. <laughs> How did we start talking about the Joker? Oh, Lego because, Batman movie. Because he directed the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, Chris McKay. So I now knowing that he directed Lego Batman movie, you know, I kind of have high expectations. But the Tomorrow War is also horrible. So I don't know. He's Tomorrow an up War. and down kind of director type. Tomorrow War, wonderful. Wonderful. And then Renfield. Done a bunch of other small stuff. Worked on other stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to see what... This film was first announced, I like doing a little Wikipedia research, first announced in 2014, focusing a story on the character Renfield. So the Renfield is an actual character um, from the gothic novel Dracula, um, but it's her developmental hell after the commercial failure of The Mummy. Oh, the Tom Cruise one? Yeah, the 2017 Mummy. Okay. Um, they later came back with a new pitch, blah, 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 um, and then it kind of got reborn, you know, years later. So good for them. In twenty July 2014, Universal Pictures announced classic horror film properties, including the character of Dracula, as part. I do remember this as part of a unified shared universe. No, oh, yeah, they're going for it. They were trying to do the Marvel, yeah, with the monster universe, which immediately just didn't even get off the run like runway. There was a movie 2014, Dracula Untold. Never heard of this. It was untold. <laughs> After the negative reception of Dracula Untold in 2014, its connections to a unified series were downplayed, and The Mummy was repositioned as the first film in the series. Wow. Luke Evans is Dracula. I like him and stuff. Okay, what the fuck are we doing here? The The poster makes Dracula look like a like a samurai or something. Yeah. He's got, like, armor on. What do we... I don't know. Like, sometimes I just feel like movie studios just hire the wrong people what do you mean like who thinks that like that's gonna be good a connected universe no just like 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 dracula wearing like fucking army armor and shit and like all serious like they're trying to be different yeah i don't i don't know but like you just, you gotta know that no one's gonna want to watch that yeah i, I mean 200 million dollar box office jesus christ i'm wrong okay <laughs> keep the jobs <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, seventy the, million dollar budget. The overall goal isn't flopped, you know. But like, then you have a movie like this, Renfield, and it's like it was different. But I don't know. It, it, it they obviously aren't connecting all these films, but it does raise the question: This was their original intent. Like, is like, do we need to like? Do you like that everything's trying to be connected now? Like, you got the Sony verse, you got. People pitching a freaking Nintendo verse now with you know Star Fox and all these different properties. Love that. You got the the all the Spider Verse stuff with that's obviously part of Sony verse. You have the Godzilla Kong thing which we talked about for the podcast. They another movie part of the Monsters universe. Yeah. Um. Like, how do you feel? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think originally what was really cool about it is how unique and never before seen it was. Yeah. We're so far past that now. Yeah. To where it's like you can do it. Just make it good. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do it, like, oh, I'll, I'm fine with it, but don't force it. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't be afraid to tell independent stories and just make a three-movie sequel rather than try and create, like, a franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't force it and hinder 
the storytelling because we've already seen like Marvel's gotten so fucking convoluted and everything. Like it's very hard to sex, uh, successfully pull that off. Like just just tell stories, do yeah. this, make things on their own. Even the fucking DC, like Joker, very good on its own, and you can make a sequel off of it, and make money. The Batman, very good on its own, and you can make a sequel off of it and make money. Those are gonna be even connected. that. Well, even that they're making a spinoff series with like Penguin. Oh really? And, yeah, he's that. getting the HBO Max show. So like, even that you can branch off and like still do things, but it doesn't all have to be connected. I think all these movie studios saw the success of Marvel. Yeah, I mean it's un- and unparalleled. We're like, hey, that's, that looks pretty easy. Yeah. Like, why can't we do that? And didn't realize like how much meticulous planning and everything. And granted, well, Marvel kind of gets a has a head start because you have source material in the comics you can call and back to. that's the thing and... is they have those stories that have already been interwoven and told to, that very much help, like, the structure of it. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's very difficult. As we're seeing this freaking phase four. Um, <laughs> crazy but true fact, according to Wikipedia in this article from The Independent in the UK, Renfield is Cage's first major movie studio movie. Major movie studio movie. Since 2011's Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. What does that even mean? He was in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It wasn't a major studio. I think the major studios are Universal, used to be Fox, but not anymore because they got bought by Lionsgate? Disney. Um, no, I learned about this in my media law class. Now I don't freaking... There's like a big three or what? Like there is... Well, it was the big five. Now it's the big four. Um, Universal, okay. Paramount, Warner Brothers, Walt Disney... And Columbia. Did they just slide Columbia in there in place of Fox? So maybe there were six, now there's five. Okay. Lionsgate feels pretty big, but whatever. Well, is Lionsgate like a a smaller thing of something else? Well, I don't, that's a why subsidiary? I'm, I'm not familiar with their work. Lionsgate is, um, no, it's, it's its own thing. It's not top five, though, Ty. I mean, that's fine. I mean, looking at his movies, he doesn't. He was a late '90s, early two, you know, two thousands kind of guy. I feel like that's when he peaked. And that's okay. That's just crazy to think, though. It's been literally twelve years since he's maybe even before that. Been in a freaking major motion picture, major studio movie. He's got to be in the MCU. Ghost Rider, bring him back, baby. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's make it happen. Let's jump into the scale tie, plot slash story, Renfield. The story of a man, a uh, what is what? What's the word they use when you have to go get the dead bodies for Dracula? Servant. No, there was a special familiar. Familiar became popular in pop culture because of what we do in the shadows. I believe this, at least with this generation, he is his familiar. He meets Aquafina, who inspires him to stand up for himself, not to do good, because he's always wanted to do good. Got it. Yeah. Um, B plus. I didn't say I got an A. <laughs> and then you know, interwoves with the Lobos crime family. Jeez. Which how many how many like film slash TV series have used the name Lobos for a crime family? I don't. Know, it's a pretty sick name. I'll give them that. <laughs> it works for me. I just feel like that's like the most the most um, generic crime family name ever. I feel like we've watched a movie where there's been a Lobos crime family. Lobos family daycare, Moreno Valley. Um, Not a crime family. They take care of children. Lobos is uh, LeBron James uh, tequila. Don't forget about that. Got it. Is LeBron James part of this crime family? People love this daycare. <laughs> you getting ideas? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like a weird, we get a weird intersection where it's like Renfield trying to be, 
get back his humanity and break free from Dracula. And then it's he gets thrown into this crooked cop drug family thing that we've seen a million times over. It's like, how much does this really have to do with Dracula? And then Dracula wants to use the crime family. Yeah. Teams up with him. Um, <laughs> in the end. Look, I I don't know what the plot should have been. But this felt like the most like ridiculous the most ridiculous thing it could have been. Yeah. Like it felt like there was a pitch meeting. All right, we have this idea. Dark comedy, Nicolas Cage is Dracula. We already got him signed on. Well, I would hope they would actually have a fucking script before that, but this is our idea. You know, we got Renfield, he's trying to break free, whatever. Like, what other story can we interweave with this? Because just the story of Renfield trying to break free is not going to be enough. First pitch was like, well, why don't we make him part of a crime family? Or make this involved with a crime family? And that's just what they went with. Yeah. They're like, this guy knows what he's doing. Very weird. Um, that being said, it, it like, there were parts in this movie where it, it didn't fully interweave. It was like felt force. But then there was other parts, like, I think after you get through the first third of the movie, the first act, I feel like they interweave more. But that first act, you have like all the Renfield stuff. And then you have like the Aquafina stuff, like the B plot of like a TV show. Yeah. And it just feels so out of place. Like, is this a Dracula movie? What is this? Um, but at least interweaves at the end and comes together. Dracula wanting to work with the crime family at least makes some sense. I gave a four. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were justifying to get a much higher number than that. And no. I was going to have to be the bad guy. I mean, I'm a point higher than you. I'm at a five. Okay. But it's not good. <laughs> it really pisses me off at points. Like, it's just like, why are we doing this? And the whole, like, she takes down a criminal, very clearly, like, does criminal activities, witnesses him to do that, bring it in. It's like, oh, this fish is too big for you to catch. And, like, fucking lets him go. Like, the whole police B-plot is just fucking terrible and thrown together at the last second. It's worn out. It's 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 been done so many fucking times is that the thing that made you very mad yes the podcast the okay. fact that she like brings him in the first time and then he's like you need to know your place quincy and it's like what, what the fuck are we doing here <laughs> it's so ridiculous and cheesy and corny after that it, it gets much better <laughs> <laughs> why don't you ignore that like it's fine you got dracula he's healing up he's he's you know he needs a busload of cheerleaders to get to full power and yeah we just kind of go from there it's not good it's not a good story but, like, I, I don't know. For this kind of movie, you don't need to be a good story yeah. for what you're trying to achieve. Just don't do that. Do something different. Yeah, you could have done anything. I just I just think I would have preferred to see anything but the crooked cop. Like, how many times have we seen that? Yeah, and, and, like, I, that exact same thing. Like, yeah, I thought of a movie while we were watching this. I think because it took place in New Orleans, um, Project Power. It which is, is very much. You know, a decent movie. Um, I remember there, there was some sort of crookedness in that movie too. Wasn't there like the cops were allowing the use of those pills or something like that, or were helping fund it. Like the crooked cop thing where the cops are working with the crime family has to be like, if we did our, we don't do our list, our rankings anymore. Maybe we should. Cause they're actually pretty fun to put together. If we were doing our list of the five, like movie tropes were the most sick of, or like story tropes, whatever. I think that'd be number one for me. Crooked cops. The crooked cops working with the crime family. And like yeah. the big twist of it's like, oh, it's just not even a twist anymore. I, anytime there's a cop on screen, I expect them to be bad more than I expect them to be good. I mean, shit. We saw it in Cocaine Bear. There was a cop twist. Yeah. Crooked cop. Every fucking time. 
And I think that's what annoys me is like we review movies and we talk about it all the time. Like certain movies, it's almost better if they don't try so hard in the story. Yeah. Like it, it's almost on certain films. Like it's better if that isn't their main focus because that shouldn't be your main focus on some movies. Yeah. It should be the vibes and the, the humor and whatever else, the action even. That's fine with this kind of movie. Like it doesn't have to be your main focus. But it felt so much like they put it on the back burner and just pull whatever script they fucking had in the back just waiting and throw it in and make it part of the like story. Like it just feels like it was the last second. Ah, I guess we could fucking do this. Yeah. And that's less lazy. That's when you get me not enjoying something. And I don't like that. I want to enjoy fun movies with Nick Cage's Dracula. But um, then you have fucking Ben Schwartz and random police officer just like teaming up and I guess maybe <laughs> This is probably giving them way too much credit, and I admit that, but I'm going to make this point anyways just to play devil's advocate. This movie has a very, like, corny horror action. Like, once we get to visual cinematography, like, the CGI on the blood is, like, bad, but I think it's bad on purpose. Yeah. Because it's, like, supposed to be corny, whatever. And maybe them outright showing that the cops were crooked in the beginning was, like, supposed to be, like, a corny, like... Right on the nose kind like, of thing. Like, these are crooked cops. Like, we're not going to get cute. We're just going to, you know, spell it out the whole time. But, again, that's just – but then, again, I'm giving them too much credit because once we get to the whole twist scene, her partner, like, turns on her as, like, sorry, and they make it all serious. And it's yeah. like, okay, so maybe you're not doing this meta thing I'm giving you credit for. But if I brought that point up with the filmmakers, they'd probably be like, you know what? Actually, that is what we were doing. Because they would try to no, and I would be like, "You're smarter. a fucking liar." <laughs> I would set that up. I would have you on one side of the room, like asking the question. I would be on the other side of the room, like liar. <laughs> I like that tie. Um, They're not getting credit for that because you can't make that the big twist. And now, like, if you're gonna do that, fully commit to it, and then like, don't pretend like it's a big twist when they get turned on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't make that that moment. A movie I kept going back to when thinking about this film. And even watching it, but thinking about this and giving out my scale was Cocaine Bear. I feel like Cocaine Bear in this, as different as they are, are pretty similar. They're both kind of like comedic horror, maybe not as much Cocaine Bear, but it is kind of horror fine, I guess. How many? I think it's more just like graphic violence rather than even horror. Yeah, well, this, yeah, Renfield, I wouldn't call horror either. That's just what, like, you know, categorize it as. But it's like, it, it was the same kind of like corny 80s. But I think that's why I say horror, horror because both of them are like the corny 80s horror where all they could do was like the practical effects yeah. of like blood shooting out times 100. You know, both of them did that. And I think Cocaine Bear, which got a nine for plot slash story, doesn't have that deep of a plot slash story. Also does have a crooked cop turn, but they don't try as much. With yeah. Cocaine Bear, yeah, you st- you do have a through line that still like connects it all. But I, I just feel like they're not trying as hard as this movie, and it's just like, hey, there's some people lost in the woods, and there's a bear coked up that's going to kill them. Um, I'm now looking. I gave them both fives for story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's both of these don't have good stories. Okay. I don't remember. There was one plot that pissed me off with the cocaine bear. I don't remember what it was. It was the fucking kid. I don't like kids in movies. The teenagers or the younger kids? I don't remember. Both got fives, though, and I don't remember why, but I stand by it. All right. Well, maybe that's a good comp by me. Key elements, tie. As I already mentioned, there's kind of that 80s horror timed up times 100, you know, turned up to 100 with this. And the, the gory action scenes where guys are getting their faces ripped off and their heads punched off and 
the blood in the CGI is like purposely bad. At least I'm assuming it was purposely bad. And it's just like, it's turned up to a million. Yeah. Um, almost to the point where there was like several points in this film where I was like laughing at how turned up it was. Oh, a million percent. That was intentional. Yeah. I will give them credit for that. It, it didn't come across as like accidentally bad. Um, some of the comedy land, I got some chuckles. I heard some chuckles out of you. You know, I feel like we had the same chuckle I, ratio. I fucking forgot you were there next to me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, what really holds me back on this, and it's still a, a decent score, is it's a Dracula movie that doesn't really have that much Dracula. I mean, you're making it a Dracula movie. The name of the movie is <laughs> Renfield. It's a Renfield movie. Not to right. shit on your point there, but at no point in time did they say this. Even in the trailer. Dracula's just a, a a fucking thought at the very end. I guess you're kind of right, but I don't know. I wish there was... Look, the trailer was built in a way where Nick Cage's Dracula reveal at the end was supposed yeah. to mean something, and it got me excited, and there wasn't that much Nick Cage's Dracula. I think the trailer does exactly what it's supposed to do, is it's 90% Renfield, 10% Dracula, which this movie is. Dracula's there, but I think in your mind, you were going in expecting to see 90 minutes of Nick Cage, and... I was. That's just not what they sold it as, and I you may have done that to yourself. Well, maybe that's why I'll do shit in the box office, because <laughs> who's going to go see Renfield when they could go see Dracula instead? That's, that's fair. I gave it a 13. Yeah, I, I it did get some chuckles out of me. You're right. Uh, I agree with the gore thing. I think it was very, very intentionally way over the top. $11 million worldwide, by the way. Oh, my God. We make up a pretty decent percentage of that as three tickets. <laughs> um. It was way over the top and in a good way on on set. Like him punching that dude's head off into the car. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I don't hate it. I give it a 14. I, I think it was it was funny. It was while I don't like the Ben Schwartz like storyline in that family, he got he got some laughs out of me. He's a funny actor and he did some funny shit as Teddy Lobo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I didn't hate that. Renfield was fine. I really enjoyed the support group. Um, all of the scenes We're with the, talking about characters yet? Well, no, I'm saying like the comedy and shit. Okay, the comedy of the support group it landed for me. Like that entire group, the scene with all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say what happens to them. Oh, the actual support group, not the gotcha. I thought you meant like just the the supporting cast. Oh no 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 the the moral support yeah group like those com- those scenes were very funny mm-hmm. and I enjoyed all of them. Um, I it was it was fine. It was turned up. You know, real cheesy, real corny, but in a good way. I I, I like the comp. I gave Cope King Bear a 16. I think it did it a little bit better. But I still think this is funny and gory and right in that same avenue. Speaking of the support group, the actor Brandon Scott Jones, the leader of the support group, I know him from something. And I'm looking at his filmography. The only thing I've seen that he's in is that Isn't It Romantic movie with... um Yeah. I don't remember her name, but... I don't think I'd remember him from that. I don't know why I remember him. He has like, he kind of looks like PFT from part of my take a little bit, but no, I think he was like a, a main character in that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, the whole movie, I was like, I know this guy, or I know someone who looks just like this guy in this film. I wonder if he has a lot of like, uh, uncredited roles. Maybe. I don't know. He's been a guest star in two things, which, that's weird to be a guest star and just to like, you're not famous enough to be a guest star. <laughs> it's gotta be, isn't it romantic? All of his pictures are from, isn't it romantic? Yeah, on. probably that box office number is crazy bad. Ty. 
Holy cow. $11 million opening weekend. I mean, the marketing for this movie was dog shit. Great trailer. Yeah. But I just like, I saw the trailer once and that's the only reason I even knew about this. If I wouldn't have, if I would have missed that one movie, if we weren't going to the movies every single week, I never would have known this movie existed. I agree. $65 million budget. That's not good. You're not making that money back. I feel like these studios don't even care anymore. They're like, hey, we might lose some money. It's a tax write-off, probably. We're making money from our huge properties. Probably a lot of money laundering going on, too. And we're just going to throw this on Max. This will go on Max. This will be on Max in like three weeks. Yeah. This is the type of movie. Instant turnaround to streaming. It's just called Max. It feels weird just calling it that. Yeah, it's they're going to change that. I will say, while we're on Key Elements, Ty, um, my father would love this movie, by the way. Like, oh, for sure. This is right up my yeah, dad's no, alley. 100%. I'll ask him at the end of the year. Hopefully, I remember. I think this is in the running for his favorite movie of the year. I really do. Crooked Before, Cops, like even letting him see it. Dracula, Gore. This is in the running for his favorite movie of the year. I feel like, and I mean this in the nicest way. Obviously, I love you, Dad. Um, he's got a real good like job of like every movie he watches is the first time he's ever watched a movie. <laughs> like used out tropes and everything don't affect him at all and he still will have a great time with the crooked cops and everything yeah he's just like a full mind wipe this is the first time and and he fucking loves stuff because of that he was talking crap about us the other day too he always talks crap that we don't bad don't movie me bad movie reviewers that we don't know what we're talking about um but i do think his favorite film what was, of the year. what was he directly speaking on i don't even remember he was just he said something about ty and jay being horrible film reviewers i think it was in a text message no. Um, his favorite movie of the year is going to be the that Will Ferrell dog movie, though. He's so excited for that movie. He's going to go in the theaters. W- yeah, I thought he wanted to go with us to watch that he movie. He does. Okay. But that's going to probably be his go favorite to. movie of the year. So um, you're putting Renfield above that? No, that'll be number one. But Renfield will be Best Picture. Big J Best Picture nominee. Oh, it'll be up there? It'll get the... the... I was trying to think of a funny Big J Oscar pun, but... We should have him fill out a scale for every single movie he watches. <laughs> um, so this was I would the be curious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. I feel like you just give everything a hundreds. Like, well, that's why like I'm like, movie. it'd be really curious to see like where like shit ends up <laughs> and compare. Um, my mom texted, I'm watching 80 for Brady. I will let you know how it is only because I like the cast, not Brady. My dad asked what it was. It's a movie. I said yeah. it looks awful. Looks atrocious. My mom, just some whatever text. My mom said it has all the old funny ladies: Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin. Jason doesn't know any of these ladies. Then my dad said, "Yeah, him entire not good movie critics." Nope. <laughs> so that's the hill he wants to die on. Is eighty for Brady? I'm gonna text right now. So how was eighty for Brady? <laughs> Notice how they didn't follow up on. That. I never got a follow up on nothing. The, the quality. They of probably didn't Brady. even fucking finish it. They probably fell asleep. Well, it was just my mom. My dad was not home. We were uh, working Vegas at the time. So, um, fuck Jay. You might want to take that message back. It's got an eighty-nine audience score. The people who watch eighty for Brady fucking love it. <laughs> oh man, I hate that. I hate that so much. I want to watch that movie. Um, I wonder how much they paid Tom Brady to be in that. Random uh, tangent, as always. Um, speaking of Nick Cage, actually, you know, we talked about his movie. Mass, unbearable way to massive talent and the character Pedro Pascal's character was talking about his favorite films one of which was Paddington 2 me and Riley watched Paddington 1 the other night you're getting ready for the, I the speci- big one I specifically told her 
I was like, Rye, because we were trying to think of something to watch. I was like, I want to watch. I want to watch what people call one of the best movies of all time, but we have to watch the first one first. You got to do your homework. And she's like, oh, so we're we watching The Godfather? And I was like, no. <laughs> so that's what you think. <laughs> we're watching. Set up perfectly. That's exactly what I wanted her to yeah, say. No. <laughs> I was like, we're watching Paddington. <laughs> that's exactly how you wanted that to play out um, in your head. First Paddington, pretty good. Yeah? Not I, bad? Paddington 2 is going to have to take a big jump, though, to be like how revered it is. Okay. It kind of reminded me. Have you seen the Winnie the Pooh live action movie that mm-hmm. came out about four years yeah. ago? That kind of reminded it's me of sweet. that. Yeah, it was a just warm-hearted like a sweet, movie. Took Riley four minutes to cry. In this, in, in Paddington one, yeah, it's like a kid loses the teddy bear or something, right? You're gonna have to watch it to find out. I mean, I nailed that though <laughs> without not, seeing it. He's not a teddy bear. He's a real bear. <laughs> what? Yeah, Paddington's a real bear. <laughs> he's not a teddy bear. I'll be goddamn. I is. was shocked too. <laughs> Okay. I was blown away by that. How too. much is Nicole Kidman in it? Because I fucking hate her. Um, she's the villain. <laughs> I'm so in on Baddington. <laughs> um, live update. My mom said she liked it. Yeah. And I don't even know if he's seen it, but she also added, Dad said, excellent, fantastic, great movie. Stop being a hater. Yeah. No, that was. And our response, did he actually expected. watch it? <laughs> no. We were setting ourselves up there. Visual cinematography tie. Look, there's some bad CGI in this. There is. But again, I kind of feel like it's on purpose. I agree. I'll let you give your score and breakdown first before I dive into my... We 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 do a lot of like giving credit for the technical stuff on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and shit, you know, Avatar The Way of Water, super strong 20. Oh, um, easy. Easiest you know, 20 if ever. If your CGI and everything blows you away. But we have made it a point to like give credit to stylistic intention with movies. And stuff can look bad if you want it to look bad, and that is your goal. And with this, I think there was a lot of action scenes where their goal was to just be ridiculous, over-the-top blood and gore. I think, like, the scene of going into the hospital and seeing Dracula's backdrop, like, all those bags of bloods and shit, like, Mm -hmm. set design, Mm kind of fucking cool. (laughs) Now, look, this isn't going to win a Best, like, Cinematography Award or anything, but I think it's kind of fun. I don't hate it. I'm I'm right over average. I'm at a 12. I like the set design. I like how dark it was. I like how it set the mood. I like the -the over-the-top goriness of it. Um, I... Again, stylistically, what you were trying to achieve, you nailed. If you had more money and you could have made it look even better, or I don't even know if you want to. No, I don't think they want to make it better. Yeah. And you're kind of capping yourself in this category by doing so. Um, some of the action, most of the action was good. I will say if I'm if I'm being nitpicky here, some of it was a little like super quick camera movements where you couldn't really keep up. Um I think that's what you do in a movie when you don't have like a great action sequence in a specific scene. So you just kind of like move the camera really quick and it's kind of hard to see. Um, That first fight scene, I believe it was when he fights the guys who stole the drugs from the Lobos family. I believe that was the one where it was like super like, and I was just like, I can't even tell what's going on here. (laughs) Um, But they leaned into the, the fun kind of gory, unorthodox action and gore and all that. The blood CGI was terrible. Like, it might not even been CGI. It might have been practical. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, they... But, again, it, they they did it in a way where it was very obvious they wanted it to look that way. That being said, I can only go so high <laughs> with with that. So I landed at a 10. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I just... I The intent was there, and you got love and key elements, but, like... 
you know, I can't sit here and tell you it was great cinematography. No. And I'm not, I'm never going to argue for that. But you were trying to do something and you did it. You you wanted your fingerprints to be on this. You wanted it to be the campy, gory movie with the, the you know, scary, not even scary, but like Dracula setting. Mm-hmm. You did that. Yeah. You get credit for that. I think one thing they were trying to get creative with, and I, I think it might have got lost to most of the audience, but the scene where Dracula does kill the whole support group, they do come back. Um, he's like, you see Renfield flying away in slow motion, and then as Renfield's flying away in slow motion, you see Dracula like a little bit sped up, killing everyone. I think that was supposed to be like uh, Dracula's moving super super quick. You know what I mean? Because you see how slow Renfield's flying back, but then you see Dracula moving normal speed. Well, Ka- all the other people were moving normal speed too, though. Were they? Yeah. Oh. So maybe they weren't trying to do that. I was going to say it would have been cool if they just did like – I've said this before. My One of my favorite things in movies is like the Batman versus Superman scene where – or um, where Flash like sees Superman like, like move his eyes, cross his eyes, but like the way you do like kind of super fast motion where you make it slow mo, is that is that how they do it? Slow mo? I don't know. Now my brain's running into a dead end. Well, everything else goes in slow motion while someone is in normal, like the the Quicksilver scene in the X Men yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's frozen, but one guy isn't frozen. I like that. Wish okay. they would done that with Dracula. Yeah, is in Dracula, that scene. Does he have? I'm not familiar with Dracula. Um, the Shack. I'm not familiar with his game. Um, the Shack. Yeah, the Shack meme, where it's like, I apologize, oh. I was unfamiliar with your game. Um, Dracula's powers. What are the? Because like, I I just kind of went with it, and like, I I'm not with the Dracula lore because they did some things where it was like he had to be welcomed in. I picked That's up on that. That's a vampire thing. Yeah, I didn't realize they had to be welcomed in. It's like a general vampire thing. Um, Dracula possesses vampire superhuman strength, speed, stamina, agility, and reflexes. He's immune to aging, conventional diseases, and most forms of injuries. Okay, well, how did how did Renfield get his powers? What were his powers? Was it just Dracula powers? It was baby Dracula powers. Okay, he said that. Okay, but he had to eat bugs rather than people. Yeah conspiracy theories that did he ever eat anyone do we know he wouldn't have just turned into dracula if he would have ate real people instead of bugs i don't know i can't tell you uh, i think that should be explored <laughs> um i don't remember what point i was making i fully just just what dracula's powers were and if they were consistent with the dracula lore and this film. oh the speed yeah you're talking about the speed yeah I it looks like you just make does. dracula do whatever he wants superhuman speed yeah turns into bats he was like a ghost person at one point that was pretty cool Literally got fried to death, but didn't die, but then came back. Yeah. Characters tie. I wanted more Nick Cage. But as you correctly pointed out, never in this movie did they call it a Dracula movie. It's not a Dracula movie. It's a Renfield movie. Come on, though. It's You, you cast Nick Cage as Dracula. I, I get it. I get your frustration. Not a Dracula movie. I think what makes this movie work for me, and even though, I mean, our scale, we've been given some pretty bad scores. <laughs> So it might not seem like it, but I don't think either of us are sitting here like objectively hating it. Like we're not saying it's a horrible, horrible movie. And I think the reason for that bad plot aside is I really like the cast. Like I, I, I like Nick Cage and anything he does. Um, I think I really like, like Aquafina and what she does. Um, and I, I think movies and this one included lean into her and like her comedy, like, Aquafina's very similar in a lot of the roles she plays. I don't want to say she's getting typecasted yet. I would like to see her explore maybe more serious things. And I might not have just seen that yet. So that might be on me. 
but there definitely was like a an Aquafina like they wanted her to be Aquafina in this, and I think that's great. I th- I like Aquafina. Same thing with Ben Schwartz. I think Ben Schwartz, you you want him to be the guy from Parks and Rec. You want him to be that kind of uh, Lucy, not Lucy Goosey, but kind of quirky comedy. You know, that that's just what he is. You know, he's hilarious in Parks and Rec. I haven't seen all of Parks and Rec. Riley rewatches it once about every three months. And every scene I've like my favorite scenes, all of them include his character in it, which I can't Ralphie, John Ralphio. That's his name. Um, I just, I really like Ben Schwartz. I think Ben yeah. Schwartz is creeping on the list of must watches, Ty. Um, and I think those three are Nick Cage, Ben Schwartz and Aquafina carry this. I think the main character kind of sucks. I'll mm. say it. Okay. I think the titular Renfield wasn't very good, but I really liked everyone else. I landed at a 13 out of 20. Gotcha. Okay. I agree with the Ben Schwartz comment. Thank he you. was my favorite person in this movie. Um, his comedy works for me, whether he's Sonic, um, or he's this, or he's in, in Parks and Rec. I, I like him. He was funny. He brought most of the humor into this movie for me. Not a Dracula movie. Would have liked more Nick Cage's Dracula. I feel like we only got one scene of him like really camping it up as Dracula. Like a ridiculous laugh and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um with that being said, and I've fully just fucked up my tabs here to try and go through the cast list here. Nicholas Holt stinks. Renfield? Yeah, don't yeah. like him very much. No. I've seen him. He's in multiple things. His face looks like he should have glasses on, but he always has his glasses off while he's acting. I can't explain it, but as someone who wears glasses, I feel like I look weird when my glasses are off. He looks like his glasses are off 24-7. I think you look great, Ty, with your glasses off. Thank you. I appreciate that. You ever wear contacts? Uh, a little bit, like middle school, they bug my eyes. No, I meant today. No. Nowadays. Oh. No, not at all. Do you even own a pair of contacts? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. No. Aquafina also stunk in this movie. What? You I, think so? I think this is the worst performance I've ever seen from her, and I like her. I liked stuff. her. I Again, I like Aquafina in things. I thought she was terrible in this film. I thought her acting was atrocious and unbelievable, and it felt forced, whereas like Ben Schwartz's comedy and humor throughout felt very organic and like like what his character should be doing. It didn't feel forced at all. Hers felt forced the entire time. And they were just like, Hey, be the most ridiculous version of yourself. Um, I hope that she tries to do new things and, and expand her horizons, but she is this character in crazy rich Asian. She is this character in Shang-Chi. She's this character animated in Ray and the last dragon. Um, that's probably her best acting performance in my oh opinion my that I've seen. No, crazy rich Asians. Come on. I mean, in terms of like, Range? Well, you can't say a freaking voice acting is range. I can, and I just did. You're way higher back on Rhea to, than like everyone else in the world. By back the way. to back weeks with incredible voice acting performances from Jack Black and then Aquafina and Ray in the Last Dragon. You don't give enough credit for voice acting. You give too much credit to Ray in the Last Dragon. A good movie. Um, I I didn't like the acting in this as much as you. I'm at a seven. I need way more Nick Cage. I like Whoa. the little. I like the little that we got from him, but the two main characters are this in this are Aquafina and Renfield, and I just don't like them. I don't like them at all. You don't like Aquafina? Not in this movie, no. Typically, well, yes. You said she played the same character, so why didn't you like well, this you, one? You were saying that like, I feel like they, it was a forced version of her. Usually, it works for me, and it's organic, and it feels fine. Like Ben Schwartz comedy in this felt organic and fine. This felt forced throughout this whole movie. 
I think, I think some of the lines, kind of some of the writing was pretty bad. Awful, awful <laughs> writing, atrocious writing. Um, but I thought she was fine. I thought it worked. The bad writing and stuff worked because it was Aquafina, and it was like, okay, this is what she does. She plays so. this. I think they relied too heavily on this is what she does, and they forced it. Interesting. Like, Interesting you say that. There's the scene of her like talking to her sister, and like she gets frustrated with her at the police station, and, like walks away and stops and looks back at her, and then walks away and stops and looks back at her, and then walks away and stops and looks back. Like, stop it. That's just bad writing. That's, that's terrible. That's the whole forced cop thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop. It doesn't work for me. The two main people don't work for me. I, I, liked, I liked Nicolas Cage, and I liked Ben Schwartz, but they were third and fourth in this movie. So I, I'm giving them some credit. I mean, I don't think Aquafina and Nicholas Holt's performance are zeros, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. I was thinking about Nicholas Holt, not thinking about him. I was looking at his uh, his Rotten Tomatoes. He's been in a lot of stuff we've actually seen on the podcast, or not a lot, but a decent amount. Actually, not that many. I think just like two. Um, <laughs> but he is in um, the menu, which I still need to see. I heard that's very good. But he's in Those Who Wish Me Dead, the the fire movie. Which reminded me of the Who Those Who Wish Me Dead dad. Awful, awful actor. And that scene of him being terrible at acting. And I just thought about it. And like we have a running list of scenes from the year. And I want to ask you, is that scene of the crooked cops at the beginning with John Ralphio? I know that's not his name, but that's just how I'm going to call him now. Does that make the cut? Mark, I'm writing it down right now. As of now, we have Plane, the daughter's goodbye message. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, you people, the... <laughs> argument just immediately being over yeah and them wanting to jump to the next scene yeah and ant-man 3 can't talk about the quantum realm from uh janet of her just constantly being mm-hmm. able knowing the answer to the entire problem yeah and mm-hmm. never answering the problem i like we've been forgetting to add to this i'm gonna go back okay i'll try and remember some I, I want him to come naturally, but maybe there hasn't been any but we need to be more vigilant of it i I'm, would say i'm just saying my vote for scene of the year so far is the plain goodbye scene. Easily. Easily the favorite. <laughs> That's <such> heavy, <laughs> heavy odds. <laughs> heavy, heavy. That's like you've seen people do something like that in a movie before, and you try and do it, but you just don't understand what it is. For those who don't know, the daughter records a goodbye message to her dad, but her dad is the one that is in trouble. In trouble and could die. And if he doesn't make it out, we'll never see this goodbye message. Yeah. Um, usually it's the dad who will, or the person in trouble that will record the goodbye message like Iron Man in Endgame records the goodbye message exactly. just in case I die. They die and they find his Did body. Tony He's got Stark's a message. Did Tony Stark's daughter record a goodbye no, message? No, she didn't because it would make no fucking sense. <laughs> Such a good scene. Um, cop scene's a good one too. I don't know if it tops that. Uh, but while we're here, the uh, quantum realm thing, I just need to backtrack a little. Turns out Jonathan Majors was never proven innocent. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. real heavy on that. Yeah. More stuff came out today. You continued to say allegedly, and I said, no, not allegedly. I know he's good. He got dropped by a couple of people. It doesn't look good for him. But Marvel not moving on from him as of yet. That we know of. At, at yet. I'm telling you, full circle, bring back uh, Terrence Howard. <laughs> I, I that's That is my favorite idea. That would be pretty funny. That would be a meta joke. Terrence Howard's kind of old, though. Never mind. He's very old. He's 54. Jonathan Majors is 33. Actors in their 30s. Oh, we don't need to get down this rabbit hole. Terrence right Howard was probably, like, perfect age to play King in Iron Man 1. 
You're probably right, Ty. Yeah. You're probably right. <sighs> okay. Enjoyment. How much did you enjoy this film, even though you just crapped all over Aquafina? She was bad. I, she was bad in this film. I don't know what you want from me, Jay. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like she wasn't bad. Um, with that being said, really enjoyed the humor. Really enjoyed the campiness of the action and the gore and swinging arms and hitting people with it. Um, I this is a this is a hesitant recommend. I will say that. Know your audience mm. on the recommend. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm agree. middle of the road. I'm an 11 out of 20. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good enough time with it. I know it won't be everyone's cup of tea. I don't think this is incredible. I don't think this is good enough for a second, which is a bummer because I would have liked more Nick Cage's Dracula. You don't uh, think this is going to open up the extended connected universe? It will not do it. It won't fucking do it. <laughs> I think what they were trying to do could have. I think we could have had a real good time with this. Yeah. It's not going to happen, though. Um, it, it was fine. It was a good enough movie. Yeah, I think it was fun enough to take away from some of its flaws when you're just... If you're just... Don't go to the movies trying to analyze a movie like we do. Sometimes it kind of hinders my experience. Yeah, it can be a I'll be honest. Um, that's why sometimes I just like watching Paddington 1, not thinking of it in a scale. Although it's kind of just bled into my brain now where it's like every yeah. time I'm like looking for things. Um, but if you're just going to the movies to enjoy it and have a good time, like it's fun enough. It's campy enough. Funny. You know, they lean into the gore where you're going to overlook the bad plot and the and the bad acting according to Ty by some. Correct. Um, Nicholas Holt's very bad. I will agree with you there. <laughs> um, and that's why it's something to recommend, like you said, to the right people. Someone like my dad is very good at turning off that critical part of – you, that he just doesn't it's not that he turns that part of his brain off he just doesn't I, that's not why my dad watches movies my dad is the most popcorn movie watcher there is and that's most of america let's be honest so if you're a popcorn movie watcher and you enjoy some gore and some dark not even horror but it's called horror and everything like you'll have a good time with this you'll laugh you'll and then you'll forget about it You'll forget about it until you're in a Vegas hotel room and you need a, a hotel movie to watch. This is a hotel room movie. I always make that analogy about movies, and I think this fits that billing. I see Renfield on. I'll turn it on. Maybe we're on a fun scene right now. Maybe I'll get to yeah. watch the guy's head get punched off. Maybe. But yeah. counterpoint, rated R. Yeah, I don't know how that impacts hotel room movies. I'm not sure. Because they're probably not showing that on, on cable. Because that's what I mean. I don't mean like buy the movie on the hotel. It's yeah. you're you're – it's yeah. just on TV and you turn it on. Yeah. So. You know what's the ultimate hotel room movie? I think like the number one of one. I think it's Anchorman because it was on TBS for so many years, just always playing at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I think it gets more credit than that for me, but. I'm just saying, I think the movie that's been the watch the most in hotel rooms. Oh, is Anchorman? I think so. I don't know, man. Talladega Nights for me just feels like the go-to because that movie was that just, movie was also always on TBS. It was a decade straight of it on nonstop. Like, I think it had a chokehold on that channel the same way Ridiculousness has a chokehold <laughs> on MTV right now. Can you believe it's been ten years since Anchorman Two? Yes, feels like a long time ago. Anchorman turns twenty next year. That's fucking crazy. We should do a special episode, but we've already reviewed Anchorman. So, anyways, I also landed at eleven. <laughs> are you are you eleven? Yeah, landed the exact same yeah. score. Maybe we'll do Anchorman two. Mm. <laughs> we haven't reviewed that. 
I don't know. I don't know. think we have. I don't know. I think we want to celebrate something good and not be upset with something not as good. Anchorman 2 is good. I don't know why it's you shit not. on it so much. I have watched it, and I'm not even joking, like three times maybe. Exactly. It's no, but, but like clean... I, I really enjoy the first one, and I've rewatched that countless amounts of times. I have no interest in going back and rewatching the sequel, and that bums me out. There's one scene that I enjoy from that, and it's the fight scene again. <laughs> Anchorman 2 has got some great quips. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I do say that a lot. (laughs) I can admit that. Um, That was a good takeaway. 11 out of 20. I landed at a final score. 51 out of 100, Ty. Ew, that's not good. It's not horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about as middle as you can possibly be on a scale out of 100. Yeah, I would agree. Um, What's the name of this movie again? Renfield. Renfield. I didn't do my prep here to get it ready. I finished with a final score of 49 out of 100, (laughs) making a smack dab in the middle of a good old 50. I don't think we've ever given a 50. No, that's the first ever one. And I think this is a a great movie to give the first ever 50 to. Did you confirm that? Yeah, I'm on the list right now. 148 out of 177 films we've reviewed. We've given a 50.5 a couple of times, but never a 50. Yep. It is with the likes of The Incredible Hulk, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Don't Worry Darling, for completely different reasons. Yeah. The Man in the Iron Mask. That was mm-hmm. a weird one that we watched. Yeah. Um, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Velocipaster. Hey, we just brought that movie up. We did. The Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War for completely different reasons as well. What's that reason, Ty? Because it's a good fucking movie. So why is it a 53? You don't like very much. <laughs> no, you were wrong about. I think this is a perfect 50 because you have people like my lovely fiance who said it's the worst movie she's ever seen in her entire life. <laughs> and you have people like my lovely father who, like I said, this is oh, going yeah. to be in his best picture nominees of the year. They'll, I think they'll go to war over this oh, they movie. Will. They will. That will make for a very fun <laughs> conversation. Um, it does not fall within the lines. We would not give it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Couldn't do it. We don't draw the line, though. It is below the line. You know, look, just because you're below the line doesn't mean it's absolutely horrible. There's an audience for this movie. Yeah. That's fine. These movies need to exist. I feel like below the line is like, we've, I've actually written out what each one exactly means to me, but I feel like below the line, it's like when it's on streaming, if you're into this kind of stuff, give it a watch. Yeah. That's like, it's an, there is, if you like this kind of stuff, you'll enjoy this film. I agree. You'll have a good enough time. There is going to be an audience that fucking hates it though. You just went so bug-eyed looking at the computer. You're shocked by something. I'm not shocked by anything, Ty. What are you talking about? Talk to me here. Oh, it's for my Random Rotten Tomatoes movie review? Movie score? What is it called? Let's get into oh, it. This is actually really fitting. This isn't very random. But, dude, I... I freaking... <laughs> does, it have the, does it have the group therapy guy in it? Is that where you know him from? You just no. randomly landed on it? I might have done this movie before because we've seen this movie together in theaters. I feel like I've done every movie though, so but we we saw this movie in theaters years ago, 10 years ago to be exact. Okay. Civic Plaza was a brand new theater. It was our first uh, ever experience in the Giants. Oh, it's got screen. Nicholas Holt. It's the it's the the fucking cold bodies or whatever. Warm, Warm bodies, bodies where he's uh, playing a zombie yeah. instead of a vampire. First time using uh, watching a movie on the big screen back when it was new and worked well and I said this screen is big enough to fit a picture of my penis. <laughs> And it was a great joke. Now we don't like the giant screen. We avoided no, it at all costs. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Those were good days, though. Ten years ago, Ty. Yeah. 
We saw Warm Bodies with our fathers. That might be the last movie my dad's ever seen in theaters. <laughs> no Speaking fucking of my dad. way. No, uh, Endgame. He did see Endgame. Did he? Yeah. Not Infinity War, though? Not, no. The, yeah, Endgame. The one with Tony Stark on the ship. Yeah, Endgame. Okay. Because I saw that twice in theaters. Once was with him. Your dad doesn't like the movies very much. He swears he likes the movies, and, my, and he puts the blame on my mother, that my mother doesn't like the movies. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. He could go with us. We watch a lot of dad movies that you would enjoy. You know my dad. He's always like, I would love to do this. I'd love to do that. And then you invite him, and he's like, Eh. Yeah. A little complaining at times. <laughs> tell him you said that. I'm going to tell him specifically <laughs> to listen to this podcast. We talked about him a lot on this podcast, and I hope his feelings aren't hurt. Uh, love you, Dad. I w- love him. Warm bodies, Ty. What do you think the audience with over 100,000 ratings gave this movie? So here's what I'm thinking is we went to this movie with our dads thinking it was going to be a fun zombie movie. Um, I remember your dad pounding the table for this movie specifically. Yeah, we thought this was going to be something that it was not. It was a rom-com. Yeah. Through and through. And it was just two fathers and their sons (laughs) watching a a zombie rom-com. I'm afraid that that would make the audience score. A lot of people went to watch this movie expecting something different than what they got. Counterpoint, I think a lot of guys were like, oh, we got to go see this on a date. Mm -hmm. And then the girlfriend was like, plot twist, they're the ones who enjoyed this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was very fitting because it's around the middle of the road, but I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. Give me Jackie Robinson 42. Wow. You're way off on this one. Ty. No, people like this people movie. Like this movie. I thought you were going to go in my head. I was like, Tyler's going to nail this. He's going to say people went and saw it with their, their significant others. And you, I thought you were going to say out of a set of couples, there's four people, three out of those four people would like it, but then a little bit less than that, 73%. That's what I thought you were going to say, because it, it is 73%. <laughs> I thought, because you started bringing up couples, I was like, you're, I thought you were going to be like, two guys will like it, one of the girls will like it. Of course, there's more than just, you know, heterosexual relationships, but I thought that was the logic yeah. you were going to go through. But no, you just... No, I was way 42%. off. 42%. I thought, I didn't thought that was a bad movie. What's the audio, uh, critic score? 81. No sh- I don't remember this being a good film. Certified fresh. I don't remember anything about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, we went and watched it. I don't remember that movie being good. It didn't make an impression on me, so I thought it was bad. Well, Nicholas Holt obviously doesn't give a strong performance, a memorable performance. That was dangerous by you, because I'm always on, like, looking at people's Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have Nicholas Holt's Rotten Tomato, like, on a tab right now. I just didn't get to Warm Bodies. Look, I you were for- playing with fire. I forgot. Okay, I had to. I had to scramble. He's the main character of both of those movies. <laughs> I, I had to scramble. Okay, not random at all. No, never is. Come on. No, but like the least random that we've had in a while. <laughs> what do we review next week, Ty? Next week, Jay. Uh, we had to get our schedule together because uh, we had a gap. There's really nothing good coming out the next couple of weeks. Nothing, yeah, releasing. Well. There's one movie that's we're reviewing the next two weeks that's releasing. It does come out, huh? Yeah. There's nothing good coming out next week. <laughs> it's coming out next week. Well, it's coming out this Friday, I believe. Following week. We're reviewing it the following week. Yes. This week, mm-hmm. we're going to take it back to a movie we missed. Um, came out during Super Mario Bros. Yep. The same week. Mm-hmm. And look, we made our choice. We made the right choice. People love that movie. Also, hearing things about this movie, though, we're reviewing Air. Great things. I'm not going to give the Rotten Tomato score yet because I usually do that the day of the podcast, but it's getting received very, very well. Very, very well, some would say. Some would say only 9 out of 100 people don't like this movie. 
All right. <laughs> the story of Nike signing Michael Jordan yeah. to a shoe deal. Does anyone play Michael Jordan in this movie? I don't believe he's in the film. But, like, not even as a character? No, I don't think he's in it at all. I think it's just his parents. How the fuck do you do that? We'll find out. That's kind of wild. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis. That's where it kind of stops. But Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans. It's got names of people you know, Jay. Directed by Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. His second directed movie? Fourth, I think. Has he done more? The Town, Air. He directed Town? Argo, and his first one. Argo. We reviewed Argo. I didn't realize that was him directing it. He does a very good job of directing himself. <laughs> He's he his first one's from like he he Gone Girl maybe. Okay, so he's got more experience than I was familiar with as maybe a director. Maybe not Gone Girl. Gone Baby Gone. That one he directed. That's what it is. Ninety five percent for that one. So he seems like everything he directs is pretty good. He's a very talented man. I agree, and I can't wait to see how he plays Phil Knight in this movie. So Me go either. watch that. Yep, in theater still. Yes. In theater still. Rated R. Go with a parent if you're a younger listener. <laughs> yes. Or wait till I'm there and then I'll help sneak you in this time. I fucking promise. <laughs> I like the callback joke, Ty. <laughs> That's only for our committed listeners. Uh, you got anything else, Jay? That'll be it, sir. Go watch Air. Go enjoy a good movie. Um, in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co